Welcome to the Foreign Object Podcast about wrestling. I am the host, <laughs> the New Age Rudo. I'm here with my co-host at Walk with Geo on Twitter, and we've had a boring week of wrestling this week. Um, a useless week of wrestling. That's what it feels like, right? Yeah. Um. Okay. So then it wasn't just me that thought that. But to start off the podcast, I have a question for you that I've been wanting to ask you. I've had this question in my mind for a while. Um, kind of the reason I have this question is because I used to watch wrestling as a youngin. We used to watch wrestling. Yeah. You stuck to it longer than I did. Yeah. Um, I fell out maybe around like what, 2007-ish. Um, yeah, probably, yeah, 2007, and, 2008. Yeah, so around there, kind of stopped watching wrestling, came back to it maybe, like, a solid, like, three years now. Yeah. Um, really, the last year might be the most consistent that I've watched. Mm -hmm. And the reason I got back into it was because, uh, you guys should know, Peter Rosenberg, he now works for the company that goes by WWE, uh, we all know it. <laughs> um, the world wrestling entertainment but before he worked for them he had a podcast he still has the podcast even before then um he is a voice in hip-hop that i respect and i am pretty big on the hip-hop game i guess not me i'm not big in like people don't know me but, yeah you know you're a hip-hop head yeah i'm a hip-hop head so he has a voice that i respect and I found out he was doing a wrestling podcast and I was into wrestling at one point. So I was watch I was li I started listening to the podcast just as a fan of him mm -hmm. and that got me kind of back into wrestling. And so this question I have is is now the perfect time to get back into wrestling? And this question okay. um I kind of want to discuss because there might be people that listen to this podcast not necessarily fans of wrestling, but they kind of just listen to support us or maybe you yeah. just stumbled yeah, upon my it groupies yeah your groupies <laughs> uh that you have a lot of yeah um probably listen and have no idea what we're talking about so what is your thoughts on is now the perfect time to get into wrestling um i don't know about perfect i'd say it is a pretty good time though to get into wrestling okay um with someone that is into wrestling to someone like kind of watch it with someone yeah, that's yeah, yeah. already into it yeah or have someone guide you. yeah or have someone that you know where you can be like hey this doesn't make sense to me okay. what's going on here because um i don't know it's not like a lot of other it's not like television where you can go back and like you can watch a few episodes and then yeah, you know, maybe binge the whole first season. You can't do that at all. No, because this wrestling. is years of like it's this years is years of, of consistent. Up, yeah, just weekly going episodic on. television yeah. show in history. Mm -hmm. Um, so I think it is a good time to jump into it with someone who already watches wrestling. Okay. Um, because there's a lot of fresh characters, it's a lot of fresh rivalries. Um, okay. That don't go back like ten years. Okay. Um. Yeah, fresh storylines. Okay. Um, yeah, I think it. I think it is a good time to get into wrestling. And then there's so much like 
at our fingertips nowadays where maybe if you watch WWE, you don't like that. You can try Lucha Underground. I know people, I know there's people who don't even like wrestling to watch Lucha Underground. Yeah. I think because the format of their show is kind of different than the way WWE does it. Yeah. They have more of like a cinematic storytelling. They have a cinematic storytelling uh, seasonal thing. There's an off yeah. time to it. Um, beyond that, there's like Impact, there's New Japan, there's Ring of Honor. There's so much that, yeah. um, you know, kind of is just available. You could pick what you enjoy more. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. I think the reason I don't watch Lucha Underground as much is because of that story factor that they have. Yeah. Um, um, you, you have to almost have like this level of. Um, What's the term like? Um, what is the term? Um, I don't know, but you, you just had to allow yourself not to get into the like logistics of wrestling and the yeah you know backside of wrestling and okay. to enjoy Lucha Underground. Um, I feel that like Lucha Underground, like you just have to clear your mind of everything and then watch it, and you'll enjoy do you, it. Do you feel like that's something that? people have to do anyways that are getting into wrestling at first oh yeah 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 for sure um, there's definitely a stigma behind wrestling of like why do yeah. you watch this it's fake you know it's yeah, fake. yeah yeah um definitely like if you're someone who's trying to get people into wrestling like keep it like pretend like you're introducing a child into it like and pretend like wrestling is santa claus and you're trying to keep their disbelief <laughs> suspended and like so for the for no reason should if they say well Give me a backstory of Dean Ambrose and Seth Rollins. For no reason, you should say, well, uh, they were roommates back in 2010 in FCW. Like, just give them, like, oh, they were in this group yeah. called The Shield, and they broke they broke up. You know? Don't. Okay. So, if you're, like, so, if someone's, if you're trying to introduce someone into wrestling, try to. Simplify it? Simplify it. You know? If somehow they get into Bret Hart, Shawn Michaels rivalry. Let them enjoy the rivalry before explaining the whole backstage uh, yeah, okay. problems of the screw job or, you know? Yeah. Um, because I th- think then it'll be harder for them to get into wrestling. It's kind of yeah. harder to get into the wrestling uh, community when people are like, Oh, backstage rumors of this and that. And, you know? Yeah. Because then I think that's a concept that is difficult for people to understand. For example, if you're someone that acknowledges that it's fake or something, mm-hmm. I mean, there's a point to where like you're at a certain age where, you know, it's fake, right? Yeah. And if you're already past that age and then you start watching it and then people try to come and tell you, well, this actually really happened. They had yeah. real heat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That might, like, really just confuse the shit out of somebody. Yeah, because, I mean, if you're going into wrestling and you have this idea that it's fake, um, I, don't, I think someone telling you, well, this happened because of this backstage stuff, then you kind of think, oh, yeah, this is fake. Why am I even watching this? Yeah. But if you keep it to the story and to what we're seeing – yeah. Um, it's kind of easier to jump into. They have to have like an understanding of the product first before they yeah, can yeah, 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 understand yeah. the real things behind what's going yeah. on. Yeah, I mean, it's almost like if you take a kid and you're like, we're going to watch Jurassic Park, but just know the dinosaurs are fake. 
Yeah. Like they're gonna have and a hard time. And then try to explain then, yeah. the cinematic magic yeah. behind it. And then like they're watching, they're like, "I don't want to watch this. The dinosaurs are fake." <laughs> like just let them watch it, thinking the dinosaurs are real. Okay. And then like ten <laughs> what years if... later, let them know that they're fake. All right. I have same a thing little, with wrestling. I have a little, um, I guess, confession to make. I kind of ruined kayfabe for someone <laughs> once. <laughs> Um, how? <laughs> All right, so I don't remember how. I just remember saying that it was fake, and the kid was just like, Oh, yeah, like, I know this story, yeah. He, he yeah, because it was a kid. Yeah, uh, like a middle school-aged kid. Yeah. At that point, I kind yeah. I had understood wrestling was fake. Yeah, so like that's, when we were that age. We, that's why yeah. I thought he knew. Right. So I had mentioned it, and then... It was difficult to explain to them how how it works. So how would yeah. you explain that? Because I um, I had to explain that it was like, all right, it's predetermined. But then they asked, well, how do they know what they're going to do in the match? Mm-hmm. And I said, well, it's kind of written out already. Right. Like the match is planned out, but sometimes they make things up on the spot. So I was put in a difficult position yeah. because I didn't have a full understanding of it and i still don't right um which is i feel like that's a perfect perspective to have like when you have an understanding of what it is but you still don't which is a weird thing to even say right now because but i think that's a perfect perspective to come from to watch wrestling Mm. well it's like ignorance is bliss yeah it still blurs the lines and it's still has that wow factor of like, whoa, how are these people doing this? Um, yeah, I think, I don't know. Um, I mean, I've always had to deal with people like, ooh, what do you watch wrestling? Isn't it fake? And, you yeah. know, wrestling fans will come up with a million reasons as to say why it isn't fake. I never say it's not fake. Uh-huh. Um, just because that's like, I don't know, that's like... Well, know, I like, think I told him it's choreographed. Right? Um, I told him that. Yeah, and but even I think, that I wouldn't say. Yeah, because I, it's... I mean, I would say probably like... I don't know. Like, it's just a, like a film, but everything's on the fly and you have one take, yeah. I guess. Well, I think when people ask me why I watch wrestling, uh-huh. I think I always go to, saying, especially now in this era, like the athleticism. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, there's a lot of people... Excuse me for all this extra noise. I'm taking my sweater off because it's kind of <laughs> hot in here. Heated discussion. Yeah. Um, I always go to the athleticism. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of superstars that are doing things that not you don't see everyday people right. doing. Um, right. And then to make it look like a combat sport and put on a show quite entertaining yeah and i mean to like to do it on the fly like sure they know kind of the layout of what their match is going to be but then you have to get in there and and piece it together yeah exactly um yeah i mean it's so hard explaining wrestling to people who don't understand it even harder when they maybe want to get into it I don't or, know. It's always been. Or you ruined kayfabe. Or you them. ruined kayfabe for, for <laughs> sure. That's something like I've always had a hard time talking to people about wrestling because I'm always like, well, where is their understanding? Yeah. Like when I was in school, 
I would always wear wrestling shirts. So there's this one person that would always come up to me and be like, oh, did you watch Raw last night or something? And I'd be like, yeah. And they'd be like, oh, what do you think about this segment or, or this moment? Because segment's kind of even like yeah. an inside term. Um, and I'd always like be walking on eggshells of I don't know what to say because I don't know like their understanding of the business. And I don't want to ruin kayfabe for someone. Like yeah. I don't want to be like, yeah, I think they wrote Dean Ambrose's uh, promo so terribly or something yeah. like that. Um, so, yeah, it, it's always hard to like. I don't know. It's I don't, there's nothing you can compare it to really though. No, yeah. It's a it's weird confusing. thing to do. Yeah. All right. So if now isn't cuz you said it's not the perfect time. It's not time. the perfect time. It's a pretty good time. Do you think time, there was a perfect, a perfect time. time because the way I look at it, I think any time is kind of a perfect time. Mm-hmm. Um especially cuz well, I guess depending on wh- what you start watching. I feel like the indies, perfect time to start watching. Yeah, Just go sure. to a show um, because th- they kind of do involve storylines with things. Yeah. But I definitely think that there's an understanding in the indies that it's more about the in-ring stuff that's yeah, going on. Yeah, for sure, yeah. Um, and with the WWE, I think any time is kind of good because – they spend most of the time recapping what has happened in yeah. the stories that are currently going on. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's pretty much my standing with it. That anytime is a, a good time to hop in. Yeah. Um, I think the only reason I don't think it's a perfect time right now is because I think WWE still like specifically for WWE to uh-huh. get into it. It's not a perfect time because they still really rely on the nostalgia factor. Okay. It's very confusing for like someone to, jump into wrestling like say if they tried right before super showdown and then they have the undertaker and triple h people they've never seen before but now they're supposed to be excited for a match like yeah that they don't understand it's kind of weird very understanding like why are these old hags just yeah. popping up out of nowhere and yeah. everybody's excited and then you yeah, gotta yeah, explain yeah. oh these guys were good, were once good upon 20 time. 25 <laughs> years ago <laughs> you know yeah 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 yeah, um, but also like that's fair. I don't know. I guess that's also like that factor is also makes it a perfect time. I think it's a perfect time right now to jump back into wrestling if you used to be a fan. Okay. Um, because people who used to be a fan all will always ask you about, oh, where's this person now? Yeah. You know, I what got about it all the time? <laughs> what about for those people that always say, "Oh, wrestling was good in the '90s when I used to watch it, um, and now it's just." Like soap opera crap, because I I hear uh, that a lot. Yeah, I think at that point you just gotta be like, do you remember anything about the '90s wrestling? Yeah. Because I mean, I honestly believe that there's just such a love for nostalgia that everyone thinks the Attitude Era was amazing. But if you look at it, some of the stories were crap. A lot of the stories were crap. Yeah, I think one thing. I the only way I could understand someone. Um, but again, this is also nostalgia because I think a lot of the storylines in the attitude era were fresh. There were yeah, stories sure. that hadn't happened before and you could only do that for so long until things start getting reused. I think that's the era we're in right now. They're trying to figure out fresh ways to do things. Mm-hmm. Um, even then, like 
the authority thing has always been a thing. Since. Yeah, always. So, I think them trying to find a new way to bring that in with like uh, manager elect now, yeah. Baron Corbin, <laughs> like having a different face for that authority. Um, but you still know who's behind the whole thing. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Except for the people that do happen to come back in, and not know what who these people are yeah. that are in charge. Um. But yeah, I think, and I, I I feel like a lot of that with the story also kind of is like the writer's fault. Uh-huh. Um, Jake Roberts was just on Joe Rogan podcast. I did great podcast. Did not listen to it because I'm not a fan of Joe Rogan. Oh, but man. I did uh, read a little like quote of his where he was talking about um, the snake thing. Yeah, where nowadays that could never happen. Not because it's crazy, but because nobody has a character anymore. Everything's written for everybody. Yeah. You, know, you don't have your role. You can't develop yourself. You can't develop your next steps because everything's written for you. Okay. Um, And I feel like because of that, that's why every story feels like it's just recycled garbage. Because mm-hmm. no I one's mean, really. Af- yeah. I, after listening to that or after hearing that and then you go to Raw like put put that in mind and then go watch raw this last week. Okay. Listen to the the heels promos. Okay. They're all the same regurgitated I hate this city, you all suck. Yeah. Or I'm thankful for me and I love me and I'm going to it's all the same because it's yeah. all being written by the same guys, you yeah. know. So, um I feel like a lot of that with the stories feeling the same is because nobody gets a say in what they want to do yeah, they, or... they don't really have a piece of them in yeah. their character. Yeah, and it's very rare if they do. Like, a few guys do. Yeah, I think some of the people that do stand out when it comes to things like that is definitely Bray Wyatt. Bray Wyatt, for sure. Um, Who else? Bray Wyatt? Did I say Bray Wyatt already? You said Bray Wyatt twice oh. in a row. <laughs> <laughs> um, What about uh, Husky Harris? Oh, yeah. What a... What a... <laughs> The leader of the White family. That yeah. guy is pretty good, too. Yeah. Um, um, as much as I hate them, or hate him, Enzo was good with it. I think they yeah, gave I him think freedom he, to be himself. Yeah, and I think it might be that a lot of the superstars don't understand what who their character yeah. is. Right, and, and it's because they're being written for them. Yeah. yeah, so I think definitely those are two people that knew who they were. And brought a piece of their real selves into their character. Um, man, maybe even Samoa Joe. Samoa Joe yeah. is really good with yeah, his promos. Yeah. Um, but yeah. I think one thing that I prefer now, though, that might be better for people that are just freshly jumping in, is that most of the characters are more real. Like human-like yeah right? for sure i mean uh someone had said you know alistair black is the undertaker but in human form yeah 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 yeah. which is which, i think is a perfect comparison yeah it is because i mean when the undertaker debuted everybody had a crazy character yeah you know and if that character debuted now like Oh yeah, people. Would Nobody be like, would be is... into that. Yeah, they'd be like, "What the hell?" I Why mean, is Bray Wyatt is the closest, but Bray Wyatt is like, it's still kind of <laughs> as crazy as it sounds. Still realistic in comparison to the Undertaker. 
Like, he is a cult leader. Yeah, but how realistic is that for someone that's just freshly jumping into? Uh, like, Bray Wyatt? Yeah. Um, I think how do you, you think someone would take a character like Bray Wyatt? I definitely think if you simplify it, like, he's just a cult leader. And <laughs> then that's like, oh, yeah, yeah, that's very realistic. Yeah. But then once you put in, like, the paranormal stuff or, like, Sister Abigail, that's where it gets a little, like, goofy, I guess. Um, But, yeah, the characters are more realistic now, for sure. They're, okay. just, they're just people now. Not yeah. like Kamala the Ugandan giant or uh, <laughs> Doink the clown. like yeah. or, or like um, the Repo Man. Like why did this guy decide he was going to leave his job as being a Repo Man and start wrestling? Same with True. Doink the clown. Why did he stop being a clown and start wrestling? Like it just didn't make sense back in the day. Now no. it does. Yeah, no, it didn't make sense at all. Um, do you feel like maybe the current product is missing a little bit of that though? Um, of these outlandish characters or not at all? No, because I think, I think it's hard to mix those outlandish characters with the real, the real. Cause I mean like, no way Jose, like why is this guy dancing everywhere dancing like if he's so good at dancing why doesn't he become a dancer why is he a wrestler you know? <laughs> and then nobody cares about knowing yeah um i guess the same could be said with i don't know i mean adam rose was that was kind of like that like yeah he likes partying all the time why doesn't he just party why is he wrestling yeah um yeah, it's a little I, I don't think i don't think i don't think those characters belong anywhere in the wwe anymore okay all right, so kind of feels like we went all over the place with that discussion yeah. of like, is now a perfect time? What should you expect? Kind of things. Um, what about this discussion? Um, I think this is a. I think we've talked about this before, but I think it's a good time to bring this subject back because it kind of relates to what happened with Becky Lynch um, having her nose broken. Uh Um, The discussion about blood, should it be used or should it not be a thing? And that's in the sense of like blading or even the hard way. Um, I think the hard way, 100%. Yes, that's fine. You know, it should. Yeah. I mean, don't, make a big deal if somebody gets you know because i i don't know i think it's a case-by-case thing like i don't remember who said it but you're saying like purposely doing the hard way like yeah for some situations yeah situation Uh, not that one because that was just terrible yeah (laughs) that was really bad uh but i don't remember who said it but someone a wrestler had said you know if they want to be realistic if guys are using weapons on each other if they're getting thrown into the steel post uh-huh. Why wouldn't they be bleeding? Uh-huh. And um, that makes sense. I mean, I think like back in the day, they kind of overdid blading. Yeah. Um, so I feel like it's a case by case thing. Like, I don't think there needs to be blood in every stipulation match or like okay. every week somebody needs to be busted open. But I think, I mean, if it happens the hard way, I mean, why not? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you kind of changed my like it's crazy because i'm kind of like on the fence about this uh-huh. i think 
Because the reason this discussion is bringing, I'm bringing this discussion to the podcast is because in the Facebook group that we're in, <laughs> somebody had said, should WWE bring blading back? Uh-huh. And I went in there and commented, no, blood is overrated and it doesn't improve the product in any way. And the reason I say this is because the athleticism and the talent that most of the superstars are bringing can outshine that. Yeah, I agree with and, that. But someone had brought the argument to me. This is the first time someone's ever replied to me um, saying, but it could um, take the character further than where they're at. And he brought up the example of Steve Austin and Bret Hart, the double turn. Yeah. Which a great argument that he brought to the table. And instantly I thought of Becky Lynch having her face uh, busted open. Which I feel like, because of the blood, did um, make us that more excited for her character. But the difference is, there was no blade involved. It just yeah, hap- um, just so happened to have a badass moment happen, and it just worked out that way. Yeah, if your argument for blood is, well, Steve Austin bladed and that was a great moment then are we going to involve a blade for every moment just so maybe this will be a moment in history you know um whereas becky lynch's was real raw you know yeah it just it kind of i mean i know it's accidental but it just shows how much these superstars push themselves to the limit yeah um another example is aj styles samoa joe when he started to bleed when he got thrown into the steel steps yeah i think that made that storyline much better and then also that moment when his daughter is like you're bleeding um but those are just things that just happen to happen you can't like those are not scripted that's why i feel like i don't know and then when you bring in scripted blood when like yeah man got headbutted by kevin kevin owens it was just kind of weird yeah um so yeah i don't think they should bring back blading for the health of the wrestler first of all and second it's just, when it was around it was just overdone yeah i think that's one of the reasons why i felt like it doesn't improve the product yeah because they definitely overdid it at yeah i mean some points just because you like, have blood in a match doesn't mean it's going to be a great match just because you don't true. have blood in a match doesn't mean it's going to be forgettable exactly um i think if it happens it happens and if you want to write in like a hard way blood spot, go for it if you're willing to do that. But I feel like But I feel like once you introduce the blade, then everyone's gonna be like, Well, why can't I blade for my match? And then you're gonna have a Batista moment where someone blades when they're not supposed to and gets fined, you know, a big lump of money. I think another thing about the hard way though is it's almost obvious when it happens. And then you get the whole discussion of like, oh my gosh, they just did blood the hard way. And that takes away the fun of it too. Sure, yeah. I think when it's accidental accidental blood is when it's the most exciting and does the most for the yeah. for the actual show. Yeah. Um and then at that even, point we can't even we can't dictate that at all. Yeah, <laughs> even last week with uh Braun Strowman, when they attacked him, he had a cut on his arm. And right. I think he did this perfect. I believe, I don't know if he did it intentionally, but it looked like it. He 
got the blood from his arm and just started smearing it on his face. It just made it look that much cooler. Like, yeah, it yeah, made yeah, it yeah. seem like there was much more blood involved. And it was honestly yeah. just a small cut on his arm from the steel steps. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I don't know. There's a, I'm just in a weird gray area with the blood. Thing. Um, yeah, I definitely don't think blading needs to come back. Um, I'm not opposed to the hard way because I think that, I don't know. I think blading. I think with the hard way, you just have to have balls to yeah. do it. Right. Like, and how many people, how many guys do, you know, to not, be able to know how to do it, first of all. Yeah. And then be able to like trust the guy you're working with to yeah. punch you in a way you know, that'll bust you up. It's like, um, I think in Mick Foley's first book, maybe, uh, I think he said that Terry Funk knew how to get it perfectly every time. That's so he did not have any issue with, you know, in a Terry Funk match, like, all right, open me the hard way. Cause he knows how to do it. Perfect. Every time. Yeah. Um, but it's so funny to think that in a time where blading was acceptable, yeah, you would do it the hard way. Do it the way, hard right. way, yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, that was probably just Terry Funk. Like, I'm not using no damn blade. I'll bust you <laughs> up myself, you know? Yeah. Um, Why try to risk getting caught using a blade yeah, 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 in yeah. something that's supposed to be real? Yeah. Um, so I feel like if you can do it, sure, do it every once in a while when it's necessary, when it's, you know. Yeah. Uh, because I think, I don't know, blade jobs are just sloppy sometimes. They're very obvious. They're dangerous. They're overdone. Everything. How many guys know how to bust someone open the hard way? Not many yeah. people. Probably I think, nobody anymore. I think anymore. to this point, not that many people know how to blade either. Yeah, probably if not. I mean, honest. they'll be like Jake the Snake where they think they cut themselves. Or was it Jake or Steve Austin? It was uh, Jake. Yeah, it was Jake the Thinks they cut themselves, he but he didn't, even, he didn't even pierce the skin. Yeah. So... Or who, who was it that uh, bladed with the wrong type of blade and showed up the next day and Dusty was like, did you try blading with <laughs> I don't, I don't with know like a one. regular blade? Because I believe they said that there's a certain blade you have to use for it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and I think they cut it a certain way. I don't know. Yeah, so when he showed up the next day, he had this big old cut on his forehead that right. had dried up already. He, you practice blading. And, like, made fun of him. Yeah. I feel like it was Jake the Snake, and he said it on... Probably. Uh, said it on Stone Cold's podcast. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if it was him, because I don't think I've ever seen him bleed. So if he's had so much trouble with blading, I'm sure he was just like, oh, fuck it, I'm not going to blade ever, because yeah. I just can't. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of Jake the Snake, he had a great... Uh, well, I mean, Joe Rogan had a great episode with Jake the Snake on his podcast. You guys should definitely check that out when you're done listening to this uh he tells a hilarious story about um having the snake bite macho man uh-huh. and he didn't macho man didn't trust that the snake was devenomized, <laughs> so he asked jake to have the snake bite him first a great story you gotta listen to him tell it uh smart on macho man's uh part though yeah yeah very yeah. smart you gotta listen to it it's hilarious um yeah, I mean, we've discussed some good stuff. We could kind of talk a little bit about what happened um, Monday and Tuesday. I think right off the top, I'm going to tell you now, I really enjoyed the Lucha House Party this week. <laughs> a bit more than I should have. Lucha House Rules? Um, I love that. 
<laughs> yeah, I I think I got maybe 30 seconds into that match, and then I just got sad where the revival is, and I skipped it. Really? Yeah. I skipped a lot of Raw. Hmm. It so all that... felt like just filler. I mean, they had like... It's weird. I felt like I had something to say about the revival this week. Um, I don't know. I think they played their role perfect in this. Like... It's fun seeing Lucha House Party against Revival. Uh, I'm starting to feel like Revival might be switching up their style just a little bit to adjust um, to what everybody else likes. Yeah. They're definitely one of those, like, they came in, like, traditional wrestling uh, guys. Yeah, which I liked. Yeah. Um, and I'm not really a big traditionalist. You know, I, there are people out here that will be like, watch Luthes versus... Uh, <laughs> So it's oh, the Triple greatest H. wrestling match. Triple and I'm H like, <laughs> this is so boring. Like, how can you watch? Yeah. But then, you know, there's just something about the revival that I thought was super special. Maybe it was because they were just like a throwback almost. Um, and you're right. They have kind of adapted. Like, they're doing suicide dives. Yeah. Like, which is, I think it goes against with their catchphrase, but they made an excuse for it not to. But it, I don't know. It kind of sucks I like it. that they're adapting. It kind of sucks that they are, you're yeah, saying? Yeah, yeah. Like, I don't like it. I wish no. they would have stayed to their style. All right, so I like that they're adapting to it. And it's not like they're going super far from what their style yeah, yeah, is. Yeah, no, no, no. They're definitely keeping, like, an, an authentic, traditional wrestling style. But I think when they do do certain moves that you could tell they've adjusted to this current style of wrestling... Um. It just shows how far they're willing to go right, to yeah. stay in it, like stay in the game. Because easily if someone backstage is like, hey, you're kind of boring because you're doing <laughs> stuff people used to do, yeah. um, they could easily just get rid of them. Sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. So it just shows how much that they're not going to be willing to lose the opportunity to wrestle for the top company. Because they're yeah. the top guys. Because they're, they the they're the top guys. And they're top guys, and I'd love to see them be actually the top guys. Um, I honestly, I think things will change for them once, uh, we get some type of shakeup or something. I sure hope so. Um, you know, I think it's just a matter of like how the whole tag team division in raw is. Yeah. The tag team and division raw is just, it's brutal. Yeah. It's not great at all. Um, so yeah, that, I was kind of surprised by the Lucha house party. I like, I just like the idea of lucha house rules like everything just changes kind of. it's just so stupid it's it's funny it's like oh there was no tag yeah. it's like oh there ha this doesn't need to be a tag because it's lucha house rules right so yeah it's a little weird but it's fun um, yeah yeah um what else was quite interesting about raw that i enjoyed uh i'll be honest with you i don't think and maybe you know i skipped all the matches or most of the matches Okay. So maybe Seth and Dolph had a good match, but other than like Elias's performance, I didn't like anything about Raw. Oh yeah, I loved that performance. Though. Yeah. The whole Bobby Lashley sucks song. That was the first time I think he got the audience kind of involved, which is pretty good. He should. I think that was face. the first time he's singing like a full song <laughs> without being interrupted. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I watched that match. I liked the story that went on with that they okay. definitely make baron corbin hateable 
Yeah. And um, I like it. Um, a lot of people yeah. have just... I remember a time when everybody was like, what is Corbin here for? He's boring. He's losing his hair. Yeah, and you... I don't know why, but you have this thing where, like, you'll... you'll latch on to a guy and you'd be like no this guy's good trust me well everybody <laughs> else is like oh he's so boring and then like a few months later like he's blown up and he's yeah. like in this great spot and people yeah. are starting to dig him i don't Thank get you. it i just know talent when i see it <laughs> <laughs> i just don't get it um yeah. who else is someone i've done that with um i, don't I think know. i've done that with dolph ziggler i think you have done Definitely. that with dolph in this run no, way before this run. No, well, way before this run, he was terrible. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and I was like, this um, this guy right here that looks like Shawn Michaels, yeah. <laughs> he's going to be the next Shawn Michaels. Yeah. Um. I don't know. Um. Yeah, Baron Corbin's hateable, but I like it. Yeah, um, and th- that's what makes it so good is he came from this spot that a lot of people were like, this guy sucks. Yeah. He has no story behind him. He's losing his hair. The guy shaves his head off, has the most important story in. I mean, yeah, maybe he's the both. backbone of Raw yeah. at this point. Yeah, he, he's. I mean, look at it. There was a easy win for Elias at the beginning mm-hmm. of the show. Yeah. Um. And he just changes the rules to a match to a no DQ match. They destroy him, and you just hate those guys even more. Yeah, and it's such a weird combination, though, to me. Like. Corbin, Drew, and Bobby Lashley. I think it's the combination of these guys are supposed to be like the alpha male guys, but um, I think Corbin doesn't fit in that just because... I think Lashley doesn't fit in that because he's boring. (laughs) Well, yeah, but look at Lashley and McIntyre. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. muscular dudes that look Uh like they could just kill anybody if they wanted to. Sure. Corbin doesn't see... Like, he looks like a guy you might want to avoid. Um, at yeah. a bar or something, but also then find out he's your surfer at the bar. Yeah, exactly. And <laughs> at the restaurant attached to the bar, yeah. <laughs> he's just there because he has another job that he hates, and this one's a little bit better. Yeah. Um. So yeah, and then Leo Rush is just the hype man. Yeah. So it's just a weird combination. Sure. Yeah, it is a very strange combination. But fits so perfect. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I um. I don't know. I guess we'll see where it goes. I just was not entertained by Raw. It's not. Well, I didn't watch SmackDown, so. Yeah, so SmackDown, I think, was a lot better. I think it was a lot better. Okay. Um, Open the show with The Man, who okay. they've got her graphics now, saying The Man. Oh, okay. It's great. How, you think they'll ever change her song to something more? Nah, nah probably not. Feel? I think at this point, it's too late. It's too late, and she the has made turn. the Steve Austin turn. Yes, she's definitely made the Steve Austin turn. So she comes out, she gets this great promo about um, staying away for too long, or staying away for a little bit of time when you're the man is too long or whatever. And Charlotte, she calls out Charlotte and tells Charlotte, like, I told you to give Ronnie the beating that i would have <laughs> and you came close and she was talking about like but you had to do it by being a copy of me she's okay. the perfect line she's like you went from uh copying your old man to copying the man oh and uh so that set up a tlc match first ever woman's tlc match at tlc wow um but then the whole smackdown roster came out and was like Paige, what the hell you're only giving opportunity to these two women we want some 
And Paige is like, you know what? Battle Royal, whoever wins that will be added to the match. They had the Battle Royal. Asuka won it, which I think was perfect. Yeah, that is... To see Asuka, Charlotte, and Becky in a TLC match, it's the match I never knew I wanted. <laughs> it seems that way with a lot of the women matches that are happening. Yeah. Um, I still think right now uh, the women have the most important storylines. Um, definitely on SmackDown, yes. They run I, that show, I believe. Yeah, I would argue even on Raw. I mean, as much as we shit on her and dislike her, what she does, I think Ronda Rousey has a lot of people's attention right now. Um, sure. Same thing with Nia Jax. Even though her promo, I just don't believe that she's a heel. Yeah, yeah, it's, it is hard. I think in real life, Nia Jax might be such a nice person that she might not be able to really work heel. Yeah, no, they they should have kept her, like, the quiet heel she was in NXT. Oh, yeah, I remember that. That worked definitely. It did work. Yeah. Um, and I think it works for a lot of people that and then they make them talk, and it's just like, why? Why do you do that? Yeah. They're just too um, nice. I mean, like, Tamina. Like, Tamina should not speak ever. And they don't ever have her speak, and that's fine. Yeah. So have Naya just be quiet and just... Knock people out. Knock people out. They um, Honestly, they should have probably given her just a squash match this week. Yeah. I, but I think a lot of it ruined... Was ruined by the whole, like, uh, the whole Alexa Bliss being bullied. Or... Alexa Bliss being the bully. And like, um, yeah. That whole thing kind of ruined the whole image of Nia Jax being this unstoppable force that yeah. she was. And kind of sucks to say, but it's the truth. Yeah. I think that whole storyline where she won the title, she did it for everybody that had been bullied about anything. She, I think she played the victim too well. Or, I mean, it was probably some truth to it yeah it was just so real yeah because yeah she would be bullied for the things that she was being bullied for in that story yeah so once you do that kind of story i think you can't turn that person bad yeah no you could but it has to be done in a certain way yeah i mean well she's got the heat for sure behind her yeah but that's a different type of heat like the character like if you if you took away the Becky situation, this character would not be getting any heat. No. No reaction at all. No. I don't know. It's just not working. No. But I do believe the SmackDown women are killing it. Oh, yeah, on top. They own SmackDown. And they've SmackDown. used Raw to do that. They've used Raw to, yeah, they have. They attacked Raw to yeah. get over. Um, Genuinely, after this, watching this week of SmackDown, I feel like... SmackDown took everything that was bad about it and moved it to Raw. <laughs> and they've only kept the good stuff with them. That's... And it works perfectly. Um, Usos in the bar had a cool match. Usos came up. Had you know, a bunch of fun segments with the New Day. I'm really into know. the bar after Survivor Series. I have no idea why. I walk around daily <laughs> with... In my head, I keep saying, we don't just set the bar. We are the bar. We are the bar. Yeah. I just say that every day in my head walking around. Um, I don't know what it was. Who knows? But it's that's a good thing because they're amazing. Um, and yeah, I mean, SmackDown was just an easier show to watch this week than Raw. Raw was just so boring. Yeah. 
I believe it. Yeah. Because I, you know, it's boring when you fall asleep at a Seth Rollins Dolph Ziggler match. Yeah. That's that, how boring yeah, yeah. the whole Show first was. half was. Yeah. That you fell asleep. I fell asleep at the good part. Mm-hmm. So. But yeah, hopefully things get better in the weeks to come. Um, Building up to TLC. It's always like end of the year where things just fall flat on its, on its face in WWE. And everything's just boring. Well, that ha- that gives us uh, more time to discuss other things like yeah, we did at the beginning of this for podcast. Sure. Absolutely. So if you guys have anything that you would like us to discuss in our end of the year boring time in wrestling <laughs> discussions let us know um i think we're gonna wrap this episode up um how far are we from tlc like two weeks away three um three i think i think three yeah okay so yeah we'll get there and hopefully we have much more things to be excited about And yeah, thank you guys once again for listening to the podcast. You can find me on Twitter at NewAgeRudo. You can find my co-host here at WalkWithGeo on Twitter. Um, And yeah. Do you think... um, Yeah, I don't know. I don't have a question this week. (laughs) I asked all the questions at the beginning. Um, So yeah. Deuces.